Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Merkel Media. And my dad was there and he was he was praying, he was doing the thing. We finally started commanding the demon to leave, you know, my body. And at that point, it started revolting pretty uh, pretty hard. And then something happened that I have never experienced before or since. And it literally was God stopping time. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand and he's running really fast and spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blowed his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg and I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling it. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touched air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Yep. 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 to the show everybody you're listening to the confessionals podcast i'm your host tony merkel thanks for being here if you have a crazy wild experience you want to share with me on the show go ahead and shoot me an email my email address is contact at the confessionals podcast.com that's contact at the confessionals podcast.com or go to the website the confessionals podcast.com hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well Either way works for me, just get a hold of me. Welcome to another members episode. We have a brother duo coming on today. We have Jay and Chandler, and we tried getting them on the show last month or two, and it just was not working out. And I'm really excited to share them with you guys now because they have a really interesting story where Jay is the older brother and things kind of started with him where he came home from doing seances and he did some really weird things when he's growing up that kind of spawned this activity in his life. But basically, long story short, he got possessed and it was a long process of exorcism with him and his family and a lot of weird things happened. Well, Chandler was a young kid when this happened, about 10 years younger, and he experienced it from his perspective and he has a whole other mess of things to share from his perspective 
of how this all unrolled. I mean, we're talking about face transformations and eyeballs turning yellow, crazy stuff. And as they got older, they started looking into their family history. And it turns out their family history has a lot of ties to the Rosicrucian order and the occult. And they think that has a lot to do with what they went through. And they go into the details in this episode. So let's get to the bros, Jay and Chandler, right now. All right, today we got Jay and Chandler. How you guys doing? Good, man. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, thank you. Uh, doing all right. Awesome, guys. So uh, this was a little bit of time coming. We had to postpone a couple of times, but we're finally getting it going, and I'm glad you guys are here. Uh, you guys are brothers, and you have a pretty interesting story uh, that I find because uh, it kind of... it. From what I read in the email, uh, it, it's kind of like a domino effect. Something something was done, happened, and then things fo- followed after that. And uh, I could be wrong, but that's why you guys are here to tell your story and not me tell your story. Uh, I'm going to hand it over to you, Jay. I want you to kind of start us off on where this all begins for you guys, because uh, I think it actually starts with you, you uh, attending some kind of ritual or something, right? Well... Uh, <sighs> Yes and no. I mean, there are rituals that were a part of it later on. I, I, um, I mean, ultimately, it's a it's a generational thing, and you'll see that kind of when we hit the end of all this. Um, you know, I had struggled with uh, physical and verbal abuse in mostly in school, but um, emotional abuse when I was a kid at, at home a little bit. My dad traveled a lot uh, for business, um, and you know, my mom has had some things happen to her in her life, had some issues and just did not deal with them healthily at times. And, and, um, just kind of was a snowball effect in a lot of ways, uh, you know, for many years when I was a kid and, and, uh, we moved from Florida to Tennessee, which was simultaneously the best and worst decision ever made. (laughs) Um, we moved into this old house. It was a gorgeous little cottage and, and, um, Things were okay for a couple of years, and then I hit high school, and uh, kind of the intense physical and verbal bullying, you know, began again. I uh, I was a four-eyed kid, wore glasses, and uh, you know, we'd play dodgeball in in PE, and the kids would throw basketballs at my face, and you know that kind of stuff. It, and it was a Christian school too, which made it even better. <laughs> and over the course of that time, I, you know, because I'm older and I have more access to things like the internet and my dad was gone a lot. So I'd sit in the basement on the internet and found image boards, you know, for like anime and stuff. And through that ended up getting into some darker things, um, started listening to a lot darker music. And instead of just like viewing Slipknot as just kind of a fun metal band, I would take like lyrics to heart, you know, and, and um, through that started uh, just kind of a real downward spiral. I had started um, my junior year of high school with self-injury. Uh, and that was when I first noticed things really snowballing fast. Um, would start to see dark shadow shapes in my room, you know, with red eyes watching me um, at the end of my bed, you know, and then 20, 30 feet across the room um, would 
it was about a year later. I had switched schools, went to the local public school for my senior year and got into a group of friends that weren't necessarily the greatest people, but they gave me friendship, which was something I craved, you know, and a lot of these kids were into very dark stuff. A um, couple of them were trying to join a coven uh, at the time. I didn't realize this. Uh, I was there for a couple of rituals. Um, you know, just like rabbit kind of sacrifice thing for one. They were actually trying to summon something. I was not a part of it. I just kind of sat in the background. But, you know, being there definitely opened me up, you know, to stuff. And, uh, you know, I would come home. My room was the attic of the house. It was kind of a converted attic. And um, that was when I started hearing the voice in my head. And I used to say that it felt like kind of a worm crawling through my head. I could feel it under my skin. I mean, there were times where I could just put my fingers to my you know, temple or to my forehead and I would feel it moving. And we would have conversations, just whole conversations. Um, I couldn't sleep, dealt with insomnia really bad, really bad. I'd just stay up late watching anime on tech TV or whatever. And um, so my parents got me on Ambien, which was literally the worst decision ever. And uh, although it was kind of cool, I would take an Ambien and then read like a cyberpunk novel and would kind of walk around my room hallucinating I was in the book. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it just, it, it exacerbated all of that, you know, ev made everything worse. The music I was listening to, the friends I was hanging out with, the books that I was reading, the um, content that I was consuming in the early days of the internet where it was literally just an unfettered wild west of whatever. Um, you know, easily accessible if you knew what you were doing. And, uh, you know, it just, it was just a horrible spiral. And everything got worse. Self-mutilation got worse. Uh, after I graduated high school, I had gotten into a scene um, where illicit substances were involved. Uh, at times, I had started drinking. And um, no, I was not 21. And, um, you know, it just, everything got so much worse. And the voice in my head got so much worse. And it got to the point where I finally, at about 18 and a half, recognized there is something wrong. This is not just like, I need to go to more counseling and get, cha you know, change medication. This is not, there's actually something going on here. At the time, I was working for a, uh, a broadcast radio ministry funnily enough. And uh, one of the things that we would do was uh, we had a, a online chat system for people who were struggling with, you know, issues, you know, suicide or, you know, lust issues or whatever. And people could log in, get prayer and that kind of stuff. And, and it was through that that I started recognizing that it was a deep spiritual thing that was happening. And so I prayed for the first time in my life about 18 and a half. Uh, it was January. Uh, what year would that have been? 2005, I think. Yeah, January 2005. I prayed for the first time, earnestly prayed. And uh, for the first time, I felt God 
there. And I was, I, I just made the decision. I'm going to quit everything that I'm doing. I'm going to quit going out with these people. I'm going to quit drinking. I'm going to quit everything. Um, and I did. And it, I was dating this girl that I had known for a really long time. And it felt like things were getting better. And then October of that year, went to go see a movie because uh, I'm a big horror movie guy. And um, went to go see The Exorcism of Emily Rose. And I don't know if you're familiar with that film, Tony. No, I've never seen it. Intentionally. Uh, okay. Intentionally never seen yeah. it. <laughs> well, it, 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 on the grand scheme of exorcism movies, it was actually one of the better ones. Uh, very spiritually affirming. Um, but there was a scene kind of towards like three quarters of the way, I guess, uh, where this girl is based on a true story. Uh, Emily Rose, she... Um, she was supposedly possessed by multiple demons, multiple different kinds of demons, all had different names. And, you know, there's a scene where she's listing off the names, finally, of the ones that she's possessed by. And I knew what was coming. I'd never seen it before, but I knew what was going to happen. And I was like, nope, nope. I stood up to leave the theater and I felt a hand physically push me down into my seat and push me into the back of my seat against my chest and hold me there. And I had never felt anything like that before in my life, but I instinctively knew it was God. He wanted me to see this. He wanted me to be a part of this. And so I sat there terrified, you know, for <laughs> more than just the film, which the film wasn't even terrifying. And um, say goodbye to my girlfriend, went home, and it shook me to my core. I couldn't speak. I just, I just sat on the couch shaking. I was shaking visibly. My dad was trying to get me to talk. And, you know, he finally got out of me what it was that was messing with me. And I described the scene. And when I started describing the names to him of the demons that were mentioned, I couldn't do it. And that was when everything started. Um, so this was a Saturday night, about 9 30, 10 o'clock. And my body basically flopped down onto the couch and I lost all feeling. I couldn't control my arms. I couldn't control my legs. I couldn't control anything. And I was solely, I solely existed within like a, just a, not a physical way at that point. Like my consciousness had left almost and gone somewhere else. And, and before I get into the rest of it, I just want to kind of preface like, and it'll kind of become clear towards more towards the end. There are things that I felt and that I experienced that I know to my core happened to me. And none of it happened in a physical sense, which is weird. So keeping that in mind going forward, I knew instinctively that every 
time I had had a conversation with the voice in my head, at that point, it was with a demon. This was a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today.